Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown but also Raw, NXT 2, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said they're joined by michael hamlet to look ahead to smackdown tonight now full disclosure because of the weird way that our summer holidays work here at what culture we're recording this on thursday so if trips papa h decides to announce a multitude of matches tomorrow today as this goes Mm -hmm. out i suppose we're not going to be covering it but we still have a very exciting episode of smackdown to look forward to nonetheless I'm kind of glad that you've prefaced that review with the Triple H remarks because it feels like the appropriate place to start. It feels like forever since you and I sat together, as we would often do, giddily on a Friday, one of the last tasks of the week and one of the most fun, arguably. Basically, making up what was going to happen for two hours because WWE gave us no indication of it whatsoever. Every now and then, that changed, either with A, a Roman Reigns title match, B, the mere appearance of Roman Reigns, or C, Vincent Mann thinking he could get on top of a scandal by appearing on his own TV show. And that's brought me to now. I can't remember because it feels so long ago. It's probably only two, three weeks that we sat together and did this. If we have yet previewed a full beans Triple H mm. Smackdown, if you were. I, I don't think we have. I think everything up to the point that we were last previewing was, well, he's in, but how quickly can he really make yeah. changes, blah, blah. We've since seen that a lot of changes he can actually make quite quickly. And not only can we preview this on a Thursday because WWE have actually got three or four things actually worthy of preview on the website already. Yeah. But they've actually had come off the back of a couple of episodes of SmackDowns where you're permitted to kind of make assumptions on what characters are going to be up to. It's not just you throwing down character names in the bullet points for us to do prep on mm. with the hope that, well, maybe this character will feature this week because they featured last week. <laughs> Zia Lee shot lightning bolts out of her fingers last week, Hamflit. What can we expect from this week? <laughs> well, we'll bond nothing for six weeks and then they'll remember her once and then turn a heel. Right, well, on to the next guy. Like, <laughs> now we can assume from the things we saw last week that there might be some joined up yeah. thinking to this week and the week after and the week after. And, yeah, like, we know what that means for the state of WWE. We can already kind of take those guesses, but what does it mean for the state of our previews? 
What if all of a sudden we just find ourselves talking about a wrestling show the Friday morning? Oh, goodness me. Well, panic not. We still have... It's time to play the game! Uh, ...to come a little bit later on. Uh, But let's talk about the big news, uh, which we haven't had a chance to talk about because we haven't had time to preview or review SmackDown, really. Mm. And hopefully we'll be able to correct that in the coming weeks um, because... It's been introduced, but we're on the road to Clash of the Castle. What is it, like two weeks away, basically? Yeah. Um, Carrying Cross is the sort of elephant in the room. But tonight we are promised Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, face to face. Yes, this is one of them old WWEs that can promise the earth and deliver none of it. It's Roman Reigns. Oh, so uh, Drew McIntyre goes to Raw and he says... You wouldn't expect to see me on Raw, but get used to it because when I've got the belts, I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to be everything that Roman Reigns isn't. And he's already doing quite a good job of that because he's constantly left flat on his ass. <laughs> um, while Roman Reigns has continued to win and win and win, lately, the pattern with Drew McIntyre has been that he's, fair enough, not necessarily been losing, but been made to look like a loser. Mm. Um, the last time Roman and Drew were anywhere near each other, Karrion Cross appeared on the scene and made his shocking debut on SmackDown. Then Drew McIntyre went off to, uh, well, he's abandoned the sword. He's getting serious now. So apologies to anybody that bought those Neil to the Steel t-shirts, but you're going to have to get yourself new ones with medieval written on them. Uh, he played on Raw. He fought Kevin Owens. He was you know, strong and brave and all that sort of stuff. But then he got stunned, and Owens was big on the, oh, there's a message to Roman. Pass that mm-hmm. on for me, Oose. So, yeah, Drew being left laying by other people has been one of the themes of this build so far, mm-hmm. which I don't think people would have expected. This face-to-face is going to be telling, I think, as to just what we can assume is going to happen to Clash at the Castle. It's looking, incre- and I'm somebody that, in spite of what I would have wanted, has long predicted that Drew McIntyre will defeat Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. There's a pasty bet on the board in the office that says so. And I didn't want it to happen, but I thought Vince McMahon especially is just committed to this yeah. specific bit. They're going to do it. How they deal with it afterwards is another thing entirely. I honestly thought they were going to do it. I'm not convinced no. anymore. I'm really not convinced. It's sometimes you've got to go with your gut feeling. Drew doesn't really feel like the guy. And it doesn't really feel like they're booking to try and change that perception. Cross, fair enough, right? They've kind of tiptoed around the fact that Cross won't be involved now, but whoever's got the belt afterwards, TikTok, which is something an hourglass doesn't do. By <laughs> but TikTok, um, they've not outwardly said it's going to be a triple threat or anything like that. But is it not a little bit weird that they're already setting up a new challenger? Like, is mm. it? Is that? I get itself? it. He applies to both. So yeah, I get that. And he's a heel, so you're thinking, oh, it's going to be a heel babyface dynamic between Karrion and Drew. But just knowing how WWE operate with Roman Reigns now, it seems awfully weird to me that this title program is already being talked over by the next one, mm. you know? Like, maybe maybe this is all the point, and maybe we need to give Triple H a bit of credit. Maybe the idea here is that by carrying Cross being a fly in the ointment, Roman's not going to have his head fully under Drew, and that's going to be how they how he loses. And, you know, and, like, he wasn't focused because of carrying Cross, but now Cross steps in. Cross doesn't have to fight Roman because Roman's lost. He gets to fight Drew. Maybe that's all part of the detail. Drew just isn't really feeling like the guy anymore. I don't know. Yeah, and I will say, I will give credit to Karen. I'm not his biggest fan, but I will give credit to Karen Cross. Remember that visual when we were watching NXT of like Keith Lee being on top of the world, yeah. holding up all the gold, and you'd barely had a second to acknowledge that, and it zooms out, and Karen Cross is just there, like, you better enjoy it. Cause on top of his world, yeah. Looking like, down on the so I, I do, really good. do yeah. like that as potential, something that they could do here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, if, it's, if I'm in charge, I'm biased, but I'm, I'm not. 
switching the belts. No. Again, I'd fight a lot more if he just said, and I don't know how you get around this, but Drew's going to fight for one of the belts. Mm. So maybe they do that tonight. Possibly. Possibly. We've, we've kind of openly used this podcast and other platforms to try and speak this into existence, haven't we, a little bit. I think that it's a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. If anything, it makes it much more predictable, which at this point isn't ideal. I think there's a lot of doubt on the result, and that's probably going to add to the drama and attention on the night. So... But you certainly have an out if you want to split the belts up. I, also, it might not factor in here, but last week on SmackDown, uh, the message from the Usos to Sami Zayn was to like get your s together, basically. You know, if you want to, like, they're kind of they're put into the back of the line, and his lack of help is now being perceived as him maybe not being committed to the cause. It's not nothing that it was Owens that found yes. himself on, like, suddenly connected to this as well, like. I don't expect any kind of direct reference to that this week, but I just find it interesting that Owens has basically talked his way back into contention, while on the other side, Sami Zayn's relationship with the bloodline is finally starting to fray. I, that, I think that is one and to watch Owens over is a weeks. prize fighter who wants a belt and yeah. doesn't really care what it is, and I don't think it's going to be world titles, and I don't think it's going to be uh, intercontinental or US titles, which leaves you with one option. Yep. Uh, oh and who do you, like what specific match do you name check on Raw? Just in case like they like anybody thinks that like, oh well it's Owens and Zayn, so you know they're always tethered. No. Like he actually named him in yeah. a promo. Like of all the weird pulls, it was like, Oh yeah, we fought a battleground and people still talk about that. It's not a coincidence that I think Zayn was name checked on yeah. Raw and yeah, I think that could be where they're going to. Let's talk about the new additions to the SmackDown roster. Obviously you got Carrying Cross and Scarlet mm-hmm. uh, and Hit Row. Hit Row. Um Minus arguably their best member. Yeah. But, yeah, what do you think of these uh, selections from tr- from Papa H? Don't. Just, uh, look, I'm not, not gonna, even as a joke, I won't do it anymore. I'm not going to go don't like saying on you like Cedric Wood, but it is a really horrible turn. I don't know how it happened. Nice to feel nice coming I loved NXT now. and I hated that. Grim stuff, grim stuff. Do not deify that man. I, straight up, I think pretty much, yeah, every single person Triple H has brought back is terrible. My, I'm just like if we're just talking of opinions of pro wrestlers subjectively. Yep, like I wouldn't have picked anything. No, that's not true because Dakota Kai would be classed as one of them. She was I suppose, out. So yeah. No, that can't. That's not fair. Um, so I'm not just like sweeping statement on his taste. But yeah, the Dexter Lumis carrying cross hit row one two three was not one I expected. And you know, it's anyone can get over and anyone can work. I think with Hit Row was, and you can go back if they're still in the archives and ACAST haven't nuked them. Like I welcome you to go back and listen to this because I feel like I, I feel like I'm upholding my consistency when I say this. A lot of people were quick to praise Hit Row in the death rows of NXT Black and Gold. And I didn't really like them then. Like there was I think the first couple of weeks there was a uniqueness to the act because yeah. NXT needed something, anything, just a sign of life. And then very, very quickly it felt a little bit like, oh, well, this is what 50-year-old rich white men would do with an act like Hit Row. You yes. know, like, a, if like, and I'm saying this, by the way, as a 37-year-old old poor white man. Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily, cur- like, I'm not young and interesting and cool. Uh, even when I was, was young, I wasn't interested and cool. <laughs> so I'm nowhere near Hit Row in terms of how I'm supposed to connect to this act. But WWE isn't just for me. Of course not. It's for everybody. Wrestling is for everybody, or should be. And Hit Row... If they, if if the connection that existed in the first place was real and true, and there were metrics and there were real guides that WWE were using to suggest, hang on, like on social media, they're creating actual engagement. Mm. People like the rap battles, and people like just the sort of 
yes, uh, Swerve was clearly the standout worker of the bunch, but like people rated top dollar. Like I think we all said B-Fab was this fantastic personality, mm-hmm. but they made a wrestle, and it completely exposed the things that she couldn't do rather than just highlighting the things she could. I have fond memories of uh, Shanti the Adonis as well. Well, this is it, and I don't want to leave. Yeah. Now I've like named the rest of them. I feel like it'd be unfair to leave out Shanti the Adonis as well from, again, those last days yeah. of NXT. I, just, I didn't do backflips hit row, but if enough people did, and if there was evidence there in the first place, then this was the right call. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, being sort of really pragmatic about it, it isn't just for me. Like, I might want, as an on top of the head, the wrong fiend back, right? <laughs> but, again, like, if, if and when Bray Wyatt was to return, regardless of if I thought that character was one of the biggest jokes in the history of the company, all we ever heard about was the merch that he moved. Yeah. You know, and, the, like, the engagement on social media and stuff, and... So, objectively, was it poor decision-making to sack these people in the first place? And if Triple H is addressing that, like, why fight the... Yeah. You know, like, why sort of fight against that? I'm going to let Hit Row play out a little bit. I, I, well, I and enjoyed that as well, them. And that as well, you know? Yeah, and I'm intrigued to see what, what they're going to do. Very dominant, obviously, arrival. More of that for the next few weeks, one would assume. You know, just showcasing, like you say, what Top Dollar can do. Carrying Cross is an interesting one because... I, I understood elements of people disliking him, and I disliked him to a certain extent on in certain matches. But I thought a lot of it was maybe a little bit overblown. And I think, you know, Triple H is a guy who, when he was wrestling, took himself very seriously. Mm. Aaron Cross takes himself very seriously. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he will have learned from presumably the reasons why they said, we're going to let you go, mate, because just not going to work this, is it? I mean, well, I mean, was he even responsible for those? Like, you know, like Rocky Three when Rocky's not really been super focused and Clubberland yeah. is battering him and Mickey, and obviously he dies in the trainer's room, doesn't he? But he's like, they're killing him out there! Was that not Triple H watching Karrion Cross coming out on that red mask and losing to Jeff yeah. Hardy in a minute and a half? Like, whatever you're sort of positioning Karrion Cross as having some things that he could maybe work on when he's getting let go, was that why he was let go? Or did they just absolutely bludgeon that gimmick? Did he even have a chance? Like, what I'm, what I'm saying is, this is going to sound really cruel, did Karen Cross really even have a chance to show them that he was a boring Granted, wrestler? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I, I, did, I thought his takeover matches were really dull, right? But you wouldn't know that from Raw and SmackDown, would you? He, was, he w- didn't have a, the time to be dull. He was just there for two or three weeks in a meaningless role and was let go, basically. He had Scarlet taken off him. He had the pomp yeah, and circumstances exactly. entrance taken away. Far better for Springboard this time around. He stands a chance. There's a, you've said let it play out. For the longest time, that was a gag on mm. WWE podcasts. Yeah. We are entering, it's not just a new era for WWE, it's a new era for the Friday podcast, right? Because every week, well, most weeks, I'll do SmackDown, Sidgwick will do Rampage. And what have we said now for years? Because we try and, like, the same conversations we would have in the office, we would try and have with our listeners. There was a wrestling show on a Wednesday and a diet version of that wrestling show on a Friday. And then there's WWE. Like, there were no longer comparison points. There was, like, these are different things. Yeah. Almost immediately, I think WWE is a wrestling show again and a yeah. Triple H. And what that means is we can start doing away with the curve and we can start doing away with the low bar. We can start watching SmackDown and watching Raw and trying to see if this, as a wrestling show, entertains us in the way that a Dynamite or a Rampage might, if it stacks up, if logically it holds together. And carrying Cross, for better and worse, because I do and others might find some of his matches boring, now we're going to see, is he going to be pushed? Is he yeah. gonna, like? Are they going to see this project through, um, like they have done with, for example, like the United States title on Raw, mm-hmm. and like they appear to be doing with Tommaso Ciampa? Is Triple H going to take all of this seriously enough that we can finally start viewing WWE as a as another wrestling show in the week? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, speaking of uh, former stars of NXT, or I suppose current stars of NXT here, Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons mm-hmm. uh, arriving on SmackDown as part of this women's tag team title tournament. Uh, it was a quarterfinal match for them, in fact. Uh, Zoe Stark, of course, just missed out on becoming NXT Women's Champion. Knee injury that was targeted by Mandy Rose, if you missed it, on NXT this week. Uh, but Stark and Lions tagging together against Natalia and Sonya Deville for the right to face. Oh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah uh, in the uh, semifinals uh, where everyone's concentrating on the other side of the bracket because that's where the re-intrigue probably lies. Yeah. This is... <laughs> This is weird, right? So, like, I'm into this, and I think you are too, because we watch NXT 2.0 every week. Um, us and 700,000 people. Just, just saying. Like just saying. But, like, we watch every week, so we know Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons well. Uh, we know their pros and, unfortunately, their cons, respectively. Oh. But, is that Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark's coming <laughs> on? <laughs> yeah, my you're talking about, like you're talking it, about yeah. us, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we know about them enough to have a bit of intrigue. Are Natalia and so on, every team in this like tournament, almost apart from the uh, new Bailey stable, BSK, uh, <laughs> even like the babyface, their babyface opponents, Asker and Alexa Bliss, every team pretty much here is a thrown-together team, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so what Triple H is asking us to consider is, will he just push his NXT upstarts out the gate and get them over out of nowhere pretty much? Or is this these two nobodies for the heels to squash? My gut feeling is it's the latter. I think Natalia and Sonia Deville win here, and this is just a night of television experience for the two. But I would love it to go the other way. Mm. I would really love out of nowhere uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Sarks to shock the world. You know, to be the kind of underdogs that make it like who is that field that you said next? They'd be fighting Raquel Rodriguez and Alita. Right. So whoever wins. It's probably going to lose to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Is that safe to say? 
Well, I, I, I've got a theory, so ever since I saw it postulated online, that someone's going to be attacked backstage, and there's going to need to be a replacement duo. And well, yeah. Maybe just maybe, although I think I prefer the whole, we've won the tournament, and then immediately the return. I think yeah. I prefer that. Interim but, champions and real champions, maybe. That's I mean, yeah. EO Sky and, and Dakota Kai yeah. versus Alexa Bliss and Asuka sh- should be the final. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But got, I know they're doing the trios doing, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I, d- I just I think this match is an opportunity, really. Like Sonya Deville and Natalia are just part of this SmackDown rank and file at the moment, and I know Triple H is making a conscious effort to fix women's wrestling on both brands, and I have a lot of faith he can do it. But is it is it that wise to bring these two up to just get beat? Mm. Just bring them up, show the world them for five minutes, and lose. I suppose you can showcase lions and then have the knee injury that happened on Wednesday, yeah, uh, the, Tuesday, and that's joined up, and it might get people interested in what's happening in NXT because oh, like she was good, but a knee's injured, and if she, if it wasn't, she would have won. And I guess like Natalia's got a sharpshooter, Deville's a submission specialist. Yeah, I've talked myself into this. Yeah, it's going to be the knee injury that costs her, and I guess you, it's a showcase and defeat. If this works and it is a showcase and not just a match they're there to lose, it'll be a success story. Yeah, and you're right. And with the the the, the semifinal being as they are, especially with Aaliyah's history with Natalia and you know Raquel Rodriguez just being mint. So could they could a final be Kai and Sky versus Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez? Yep. There's the final, isn't it? A, a very very Triple H final. One of the last big angles he booked as the NXT Black and Gold guy was their split. So them two coming together in the final of a tag tournament, having just won the NXT titles at Stand and Deliver earlier this year. In Dakota Kai's last act before leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And I love Aaliyah, but when Bailey eventually gets involved and takes Raquel Rodriguez out with the Shield triple powerbomb or something, <laughs> she's going to take the fall in the final. Yeah. But yeah, for now, I hope we get to see a, a fair bit of Nikita Lyons and, and Zoe Stark because we think they're fantastic. Um, but I agree, Natalia and Sonya eventually are going to utilize what happened with Mandy Rose in mm. the title match and uh, emerge victorious. Look at us, man. Like, tying together continuity from NXT. This is what I'm talking about. Like, we didn't think the change would be this quick. Yeah. The prospect that that might actually be, yeah, well, she's selling a bad leg from NXT. What, you mean that cartoon world that doesn't exist? That's <laughs> the one. Yeah, things are getting serious now. So let's talk about this Viking funeral <laughs> for the new day on, uh, on SmackDown. I was hoping that with a couple of weeks off, you and I would come back and... They would have moved on because oh, yeah. it's fairly definitive that the new vicious Viking Raiders have comprehensively won this feud. They've taken Xavier Woods out. Kofi is, you know, fighting for his family. Mm. Yep. Uh, but he's not coming back anytime soon. Do not get your hopes up on that. And I don't want him to come back soon. He should come back once his neck, his broken neck, broken is fully neck. healed. So what do you think happens here? I got you. I got you covered. WWE are going to hit you here. Not just with one completely original concept, but two. Okay? A Viking funeral. Are you familiar with a Viking funeral? I think so. Me too. And we're probably both coming from the same inspiration here. Game of Thrones. Yes. Right, good. Same thing. So now, number one, original idea number one. WWE are going to theme an entire segment around Game of Thrones. Like, never been done before in wrestling. (laughs) Never, ever have, have wrestling and Game of Thrones come together in sync like this. So, Smackdown. Check. Yeah. First ever wrestling show to do it, to bring Game of Thrones into its world, right? So the new day, some iconography, box of booties, whatever, the trombone, etc. Uh, for those that don't know Viking Funeral and Game of Thrones, the body gets pushed out onto a big body of water and then like some marksmen fire arrows at it. Once it's like out far enough it's to like have the arrows. It's like a floating pyre. It's on it, fire, right? isn't it? Yeah. it? Yeah. And the arrows sort of take flight. So on go, box of booties, 
a trombone, whatever, uh, the Viking Raiders set it alight and push it off down this long body of water. Only SmackDown isn't in a coastal location, right? And just when they're about to sort of fire their arrows um, into the, it's, at this point, it's floated quite a long way out. They're about to fire their arrows, but all of a sudden, there's a big rumbling, and the fire gets part. Why? Because there's a quake by the lake. Oh! Check number two for <laughs> wrestling. Never been done in wrestling before. Game of Thrones, quake by the lake. Done. Thank you, Smackdown, for introducing these concepts to us. And uh, I don't know, the bit of Box of Beatles, I wanted to make that joke. Box of Beatles I love it. fall in the water. I saw a great tweet. I'm going to give him another shout. I mentioned it on the news from PC Briggs uh, this week. Hello, officer. Um <laughs> Who suggested, because like you say, you're looking, you're going, okay, you've written Xavier Woods out, let's mm-hmm. say, so he's not coming back this week to make the save after a week off or whatever it may be. He's not coming back. Kofi's fighting this alone. Who could come to Kofi's aid? And we're not going to play the game for this one, surprisingly, okay. because I just love this suggestion from PC Briggs because this is one of my favorites as well. Okay. So I'm like, anyway, you can get back him back and what he may also lead to. It's Evanborn, isn't it? Airboom. <laughs> it's not. Uh. But it is someone with an affiliation with the New Day, specifically Xavier Woods. I'm talking of Tyler Breeze. Oh, my God. Is he still kicking? Nah, he was let go, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Who, uh, do you know what? Yeah, Tyler Breeze is such a Triple H opening the door back up, isn't it? Like, they, he loved him as, like, a coaching figure when he was in, like, his late 20s or something like on NXT, clearly didn't really want to let him go and get eaten alive on the main roster. Yeah, I'm into it. I just love it. And then... Oh, my God, I've never that, considered that. the fact that Breeze Ango might come back. And then you one step away from Dirty Dango. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't know what his contract situation is or whatever. I don't know what anything is with any of these people, but I'm going to suggest it anyway because you cannot just have a Viking funeral and you can't have another week of Kofi... Just swinging a kendo stick about one would assume. Yeah, the new vicious Viking readers. The thing is, if we know, me and you are uneducated trash. If we know what a Viking funeral is, do we expect their audience to? And are they going to have to do something like this body of water, flaming pyre, arrows thing? Or are they just going to have like an Undertaker Kane style segment where there's a coffin in the ring? And it's like, uh, new day crap. And then, no, Kofi's in the coffin. Yeah. Them off. Puts a cake in the face because there's a cake at the wake. Cake at the wake? <laughs> It's like quake by the lake, but there's a cake. Cake at the wake. Cake by the wake. (laughs) Adele, write that down for me. When I'm I'm, I'm dead and gone, cake. Make sure there's cake and crisps. Yeah, crisps crisps at the wake. Crisps at the wake. Cake by the wake. Disco's at the disco. (laughs) That's how I want my funeral to go. Uh, Finally. um, I'm with Cedric, by the way. I don't like salt and vinegar discos. He got in um, some hot water, I believe, lately. We were talking about salt and vinegar crisps. And I think he's brought this to life on a podcast about not really liking them, other than generic salt and vinegar walkers or something like yeah. that. Uh, he doesn't like discos, and I think I'm with him. I think texturally they're all wrong. They pack a punch, like if you like your salt and vinegar flavored crisps, mm. but discos are not. They're not something not quite right about no, them. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. T-bone steak roysters for me. If anyone's uh, keeping track, anyone's out wanting to send crisps through the post, send crisps to what culture? Not packets. Specific individual <laughs> crisps. <laughs> and we all not, if they break, we're not, we're not touching them. T-Bone Steak Roysters. I'm a meat crisps guy, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Smoky, T- I had some smoky bacon for the first time in about five years. Smoky bacon are all right. Barbecue beef hula hoops. T-Bone Steak Roysters. Uh, steak McCoy's. Prawn cocktail count in this? Or? Prawn cocktail can suck my ass. Oh. I hate prawn cocktail. Give them yeah. my, should come this way. Don't like prawn cocktail. Oh, man. Like, me and you at a kid's party would be great together, wouldn't we? Because I'll be like, 
Uh, prawn cocktail, no. Bounty, no. Oh, and you're like, nom, 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 nom. Love yeah, it. Please. Yeah. Wilborn eats the bounties when we get celebrations and mixed chocolates in the office. He's a valuable colleague for yeah. many reasons, but that might be the most valuable one. Keep your Snickers. I'm all right, Tor. <laughs> I'm going on a, an exotic holiday in my mouth. <laughs> uh, finally, let's talk about Gunther. Brilliant match last week, I mm, thought, with uh, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, unsurprisingly, for the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, you postulated that this next opponent for Gunther could go down at Clash at the Castle, and then I remind you, that's a premium live event. They don't do that with the IC title. But I don't want to... I've been doing it as a gimmick... Mm. But I will say, Bobby Lashley and Gunther have returned an element of legitimacy to these mid-card titles that have just been pissed about with for years. Yeah, We were talking about this on the Raw review, I think it was. If, it's a big if, but if Triple H keeps the level of focus on these secondary titles between now and November, Gunther versus Lashley, no titles on the line, but like who's the best of the rest, effectively? A big one, a big one. Um, We're going to play the game, right? It's time to play the game! Now, obviously, whoever comes out here is probably not going to be a one-and-done match against Gunther on SmackDown. It might well be for the pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, almost These words are almost hard to say because I don't want to raise your expectations and then have them dashed. Uh. But is it possible, before we play the game, that they just, like, drape Mark Andrews in every single Welsh Ike McClellan he's got and send him out there to have an old-fashioned Andrews versus Waller match in front of like a massive crowd in Cardiff and he comes close but no cigar and Gunther just chops him out of the sky and beats him. That would be a nice That wouldn't need a Smackdown story, would it? And it's not like we've been short of NXT UK guys on other shows lately. Will he get Mason Ryan in? Oh my God. See, like... I like how I tried to come up with a name for the match quality, and then you've just nailed exactly what I want because he was jacked. What was he up to? I'm going to have a look on his... Oh, he was amazing, Mason Ryan. He was in the core, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, he's working at Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Last thing I can read So he here. doesn't need WWE then. He's an avid weightlifter. Mm-hmm. Looked it. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I can find for the time being. Well, let's hope he comes up in the game then, and we can have him versus uh, Gunther for the belt. Barry Griffiths. But, oh, that's like... On Instagram, I think it is. He's looking amazing. Oh, yeah, look, there he is in his, his little, uh, his little uh, Cirque du Soleil face paint. Oh, my God, I love him. I love Mason. War paint, more like. So, yeah, he's an option. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm scrolling through the... Uh, it's obviously an alumni page. Yeah. I'm not going to do a current wrestler. Uh, scrolling through the alumni page, um, and then you just tell me to stop and give me a number between one and four. And this is officially, whether it be for Clash of the Castle or just a few weeks on telly, as Shinsuke was, uh, is the opponent we are picking to be the next challenger for Gunther. Stop. Okay. Hmm. I'll try and read your face when you do this. I always try and look at the reflection in your glasses and I can never see the list. <laughs> uh, because the word is in Jones, one of the most popular Welsh surnames, I'll go with one. Okay. The only thing I was thinking here was, oh, don't pick three, don't pick three, don't pick three, don't pick three. Because uh, number three always kicks that she isn't it doggy style. So. Oh no, thank you. Instead, you have chosen to be Gunther's opponent, and I love this. I'm going to turn this around, and you can announce who it is. Like, picture someone who really not want to get chopped across the chest. Okay, and I think one of the first names that comes to mind. Oh, 
I want how many weeks have we played the game for who's going to be maximum male models? <laughs> how many weeks? Right, returning. So back in, like, and this is all off the cuff. You didn't rig this. Nope. So I couldn't have prepped this. WB, whole point, yeah? Clash at the Castle, UK show, stadium show. It's like the like the spiritual sequel to SummerSlam 1992, even let's not pretend it is because it isn't. Mm. It's Saudi or Wales beer. But, like, yeah. it's SummerSlam 1992, and it's back, and it's here, and it's all that sort of stuff. Who was on that card that night wrestling? Who else? But probably one of Gunther's, like, most sort of important coaches in WWE. Shawn Michaels in a match where they couldn't hit each other in the face. It was Rick Martel. <laughs> and he's going to be... He's going to be there at the spiritual success of the show. He's like, right, now we can punch each other in the face, but we can't chop each other in the chest. Yes. And that can be how they do it. And then when he uh, gets chopped in the chest and he loses anyway, like he's going to be like, oh, thank God my beautiful face is protected because I'm going to go join Maximum Male Models yes. backstage. And that's how it happens. We can have uh, Ludwig Kaiser be sprayed with a noxious substance. Oh, the arrogance. Yeah, right in the eyes. Right in the kais. <laughs> Ludwig Isers. See, sometimes, WWE, you don't actually need to sit down and have a booking committee. Just play a game where you scroll through an alumni page and say, stop the number between <laughs> one and four. Simple, really. What's going to happen when, when, if Tamina ever gets released, she joins the alumni page and it's time to play a game and it's her? Oh. Would th- then do we get the laugh back? Yeah. You get, uh, the, you get the full... It's time to play the game! With the laugh. Yeah. That's special occasion stuff, that is. Oh, it? yeah, that's you gotta you gotta wait on that one. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight. Yep. Uh on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be back later on today to preview AEW Rampage. Again, it's a bit of a topsy turvy week next week. We're not in on Monday. We're trying to cover off all the big news stories. It's sort of a four-day week next mm-hmm. week for us. So we'll try and pick up anything major that does go down on SmackDown as and when we can. Maybe like a question to you most wants to answer later on next week. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamplett. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart. A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.